Hello. Can you hear? <laughs> yes, yes, I can hear you. Yeah, my internet is a little bit junky. I'm gonna try to my bedroom so I can have privacy. Mm, nothing, just chilling, chilling. You know, doing the same old, same old quarantine. Um, researching, studying, and eating, drinking. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but I'm having difficulties hearing. Oh, yeah, I hear you a little bit better now. Yeah, yeah, I was saying, you know, I was asking you if you can talk about a little bit about you, and, uh, and I'm going to try to do a small version of me. And we're gonna get going. So, all right. Um, a little bit about me. My name yeah. is Etroyu Clark. Okay. Um, I am on podcast. My podcast, Black is Black, as you know. And I'm 18. Currently, about to finish high school. Well, I'm about to finish an online class because quarantine. Right. And you know, just making my way through life. And uh, what city, what state are you living in? What what made you really decide to launch your own podcast? Um, right now I am in Jacksonville, Florida, and what really made me decide to launch my podcast is I wanted to have that little media platform because media is a powerful tool, and not only that, but I wanted to get speak my words, you know, because there's a lot of things that go through my head that I'm just not able to say all the time. So I started my podcast, and I named it Black is Black to be very broad and out there with, with what I'm trying to say, because there's no sugarcoating when, when it comes to what I say. Most people, they're afraid to say things which needs to be said, and I'm just here to break that barrier. Yeah, uh, so let me just talk about me. Um, so my name is Ori um, Dylan Subushi Mike. Um, so I was born and raised in a Central East Africa country called Burundi. Uh, Burundi. Next, yeah, Burundi, next to the uh, Congo DRC, and mm-hmm. uh, so I moved here in America probably almost seven years ago, and oh. uh, mm-hmm. I am, um, I am, you know, I'm, I'm like a few miles away, turning my, I think you know, turning 24 years old. And um, I, when I came in America, I, you know, I really saw like a vacuum in terms of, you know, what, you know, black berries really represent. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're always overlooked, black berries, you know, 
you know, everyone is dumping and shitting on us. And, uh, and a lot of things were going, you know, in black communities. Currently, I, I live in uh, Portland, Maine. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a white town. I mean, really, it's a white city and it's a white state. One of the, the second uh, whitest state in the country after Vermont. It used to come first, but with the influx of migrants from Africa and from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Arabic countries like, you know, um, um, Iraq, Syria and others, you know, they have seen some sort of a growth in terms of minority, you know, um, populations. So, yeah. And um, what made me decide to launch this podcast is, you know, I had a friend. I had a, he was a white, a white guy. And um, unfortunately, our friendship did ended. Um, obviously, you know, sometimes like you may have like a white friend. And, you know, with time, as time progressed, you start, you know, suspecting him or her that, you know, you know, they may be part of the white supremacy. So, yeah. and, uh, in the end, unfortunately, you know, he, you know, he was a... Mm-hmm. You know, a, a white poor guy, and you know, unfortunately, they, you know, they are the most effective, you know, soldiers of white supremacy. Yeah. And um, just to make this story short, uh, so I was when I was friend with him, so I realized I had a gift, you know, to collect, you know, what's happening in the world. Uh, and I was always because I grew up in a country, so I went to school. In a, with a different kind of people from different culture, different countries. And to me, I've always uh, tried to see them as a human beings. But coming in America here, you are exposed, uh, you know, in your proximity uh, with the anti-blackness. So, and this is why I think some black people from the continent that were born and raised in the continent, uh, you know, they sometimes you know, they try to really negate the fact that, you know, racism racism really exists and is affecting black bodies, you know, directly. Uh, so they try to, you know, run from it and try to make up, you know, some crazy, ridiculous stories. Oh, you know, maybe there are bad people, such like, you know, people on, on our continent, like in our countries. But there's no such, a, you know, bad people when it comes to, uh, classify white people. Either you are part of white supremacy or you are not. And and those people who are even not part of white supremacy, they are aware, they are educated on the power of white supremacy. So this is why whenever you see a, you know, a white person really trying to help minorities or, you know, black people or, or other, some classified minorities, you know, they have they have some sort of limits. They have a stage they cannot cross. Because if they do, they will be punished. You know, they'll be punished. They'll be um, really boxed in, in a small box. So, and uh, so when I was friend with that guy, I, you know, I, you know, so he, he had a show he was talking about, you know, you know, gays and, and you know, queers, people. So me, I wanted just to help, you know, people. But at the end of the day, you you get to a point where you, you, you know, you make a conclusion that 
when it when it comes to queerness, if you want to really really talk about queerness, it should only be about black queerness because the same people you may call minorities, allies, like you know white queers, Asian queers, whenever they see an open you know way to dump on you, to shit on you, they will do it. You know, so I've had people who so called white queer allies dumping on me, shame on me, call me different names, treating me in a very, you know, a negative way. Yeah. So, um, so, and, you know, I decide to really distance myself and really cut ties with them because at the end of the day, we should do what is best for our own people, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so uh, with that, I, I started really collecting all the data about black people you know, and uh, and this time, you know what? Because I, I used to, you know, appeal to one of his shows, and I would go heavy. I would go heavy on, uh, you know, the, the white supremacy, and you know, he would feel like, you know, you know, I'm going too hard on, you know, on 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 the issue. And what is most important is I'm 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 always trying to see who owns and which and what. The network he was talking. You know, he will, he launched his show. On, he did own the rights of the show, but the network he was, you know, uh, distributing his show on, that was distributing his show was owned by the second most powerful hospital in the country. It's called Men Medical. It's located here in Maine, instead of Maine. And uh, <clears throat> they are the most racist medical companies you can, you can ever, ever, ever work with or really get treatment from i work for i work for them since i was in high school you know until i graduate you know i was called different names i was called the n-word you know whether by patients or by medical staff i was working in housekeeping medical housekeeping you know so medical cleaning and they were always treat me like i was a you know a negro on a plantation so, and really, I, I believe, you know, um, in late 2018, September 28, because I started working there back in November 2015, and I left in uh, 2018, uh, September 2018, because I couldn't take it anymore. You know, I, I used to, I, when I was working for them, I had a medical coverage through them, but it did not stop them to build me a medical visit in ER, in emergency, even though I was covered. And I remember there was a time when I went to the um, the local um, um, medical um, insurance, the blue anthem, the anthem blue anthem. And um, I went and request if, you know, they may have coverage available for me. And they asked me who was my employer. And I said, you know, it's Men Medical, Men Medical Hospital. And uh, they say, uh, well, if they are your own employer and you have a contract with them, you should understand that you, you are already covered. Uh-huh. And, and they I, didn't cover I, you? I told that lady. Actually, they did. But because, you know, there are some, you know, racist white people, suspected white supremacists working for that hospital, they told me that my coverage, you know, my medical coverage through the hospital only covered me if I get injured at work, which was a lie. 
So I had to go back to the hospital, trying to really, uh, you know, settle this issue. And, you know, in September 2018, and, and I said, you know, I had enough of this place. I had enough of this place. And one of the things people don't even talk about is when you go to the hospital and if you are like a, a black person, they will make you wait, you know, much longer. And uh, th- there will be like other white people coming in and wanting to get a treatment of, if, if there are there's like two or three white people coming up, you know, behind you, they will test them, you know, even though they may be suffering less than you, you know, they will get the treatment before you do. So there's a lot of white, you know, supremacy behaviors happening at the hospital and no one is really addressing yeah. it. You know, I, I have a friend who tried to address it. He got fired. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> when it comes to things, situations like that, that is all over America. You know, I've been I've been in America for 16 years. You know, I speak the language, and more yeah. if you like, the more you look around, it is everyone. Every, almost every system, even in like videos and films and movies, if it's a white, if it's a white character, or a white based film, it would have better graphics and any everything. Like not even doctors and in, in education no systems. You will be treated better. Um, if you're even if you're a white Jew, you're you get you have chances to go to college for free. These are the type of benefits that you get. So when you when I hear that story, I'm not really surprised because that's I just came to the conclusion that that's what it is. Yes, definitely. And you know, I mean, in my experience, now, I want to just ask you before we begin talking about the topics, you know, of the day. I want to ask you, you know, like you say, you, you, you've been here for 16 years, right? So you came like when you were almost two years old? No, no, no. Um, I, was, I was born here. And, but when I was young, my mom, because right. my mom is Haitian, she took me to, to Haiti and I spent time over there. To Haiti. You know, that's, that's, that's why I know Creole. You know, my people, they speak the language. I, oh, yeah, Creole. And a little French. But when I was when I was younger, I was I was ignorant to the fact that you know I live in a world of white supremacy. I didn't even know what this word is. I never knew what the facts were. Why there was two um drinking fountains at my school, or right? Why do they have better classes for the white people and everything? You know, it, even in my middle school, it was segregated. There was white people over here, black people over there. It it's still very much the same, but. After I came to the fact and noticed that it's really real, like what I, what what we living in right now is white supremacy, and there will never be a white person that say yeah that's true, because that, that breaks the white supremacy right there. And they're not gonna admit it. It really does, cause uh, I think uh, since you're mentioning there was segregation at your own school, it, it may, you know it makes me remember when I was, cause I was I went to two high two different high schools. You know, one that it, that was little bit moderate, and and the one that was very very conservative, and uh, so the first one was called during high school. You know, it seemed like little bit moderate. You know, uh, it, somehow they call it like a you know a liberal school. You know, but at the end of the day, it's just another sect of white supremacy because there is anti-blackness you know happening, and. Uh, the second one was was called Portland High School, which which actually 
most people don't know, is the first high school in the country that was ever built, you know. And uh, so I remember the when when I was going to the to the, my second high school in the cafeteria, you know, black people and uh, you know like Arab Arab people and you know some uh, Hispanic. Hispanic people. <laughs> yeah. We will sit on our own side of the table, and why it will be like on the left side of the cafeteria, and on the right side there will be only white people, you know. And to me, it was always strange. This is why I, you know, every time I go to the cafeteria, to my second high school that I graduated from, um, you know, I didn't even spend much time because it was really a waste of time sitting in, you know one cafeteria, I mean, in the one area, and that area it was only for white people. And if, if a black person would go just to sit there, because sometimes, you know, black people will be occupying all the seats, you know, white people, they will give them their looks, you know, and also we were very, very severe dis- discipline in terms of, you know, if you are late for five minutes in the class, you will get like a uh, I can't remember how it's called. When they like uh, detention, Attention. yeah, they'll be like detention, and uh, yeah, like for two hours for some ridiculous stuff. I remember I had a high, I mean, a chemistry class, and I was late for probably like two or three minutes, and I was given detention when there was some white, you know, student student in the same class that will come like after thirty minutes you know, after the class began, and they were never given detention. So to me, from the get-go, I saw, like, something really bad was happening on Black bodies. Yeah, like, that, that's, it's, like, um, everywhere when it comes to that. Because there's, my friend was talking to me about something like that. She was saying how she lives in a white neighborhood, and when black kids would go get in a fight, they will you know, come on with, if it was a man, you know, two black men, they would come up with handcuffs, and everything while all the other white kids, because there was a majority white school, would be filming for their cameras. Right. But then at the end of the school year, there were some white girls that, that started fighting all of a sudden. And they went and had a meeting with, for the whole school and talking about how fighting is bad and we should never fight. And those girls did not get handcuffs or nothing. Those, the white people that was fighting did not get, get it, you know, on their record for their criminal record. But when a black person fight, it's on the criminal record. You feel me? They, they call the cops because it is intimidating when some black people are fighting. You know, black people are scary without even trying. It it scares them. So I, after she told me that, I was like, yep. I wasn't really surprised about that either because they would not call the cops on some white people fighting. But if it's some black people fighting, you know, they might have a gun. So they would definitely. It is because I also remember there was a time here in Maine there was, they used to be like, before the legalization of marijuana, you know, I think it was legalized back in 2013, but black people at that time, they kept getting arrested despite the legalization. I remember there was, um, there was a street called Cumberland and uh, where the street began, begins, um, start, there was cops always, you know, sweeping around trying to arrest black bodies and what is interesting is there were white people smoking marijuana in front of their own building, outside their own building, but the cops would not stop them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have, like, 
black people from like uh, South Sudan, they'll be smoking inside, doing marijuana, and the cops will, you know, come and stop and frisk them. You know, it, this is crazy. Without you know? anyone. At the end of the day, yeah. But by the end of the day, you know, we have to be very conscious about what's happening. You know, black people will always try to raise our antennas, but you know, also at the same time, we want to beg, you know, for the crumbs, the, you know, the throws, but this is not the time really to do that, you know? Yeah, because um, you have, you have to remember, though, because the, the 13th Amendment, I believe it's the 13th Amendment, it says that if you are black, if you are a Negro or Negroid and you are in jail, it is not unlawful for the, the jail to treat you as a slave, meaning that they could work you with little to almost no pay, which is the thing that they have. They have private prisons that are run by uh, some, like, shareholders, you know, and they would, like, put people in jail, you know, they go to the prison, and they'll be working on, they'll be mining, they'll be lifting up things without pay or little pay. This is a system right here, and people don't really, really notice it, and especially what, um, you know, the history of buck breaking, that, that still goes on back then. Definitely, <clears throat> And yeah. people don't, like, they don't, I feel like they acknowledge it sometimes, but they try to, like, hide from it, and then Sometimes I just be like, the only way you're not going to get frisked by the cops or, you know, put in jail randomly if you have some type of white girlfriend or white boyfriend yeah, riding in you in the car. So, you know, you're, 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 you're acceptable as long as they're there. You know, even if then, I hope you're not dating no, no white girl because there is many, many no. cases of black people trying to get married with some white girl and, you know, one of their siblings or cousins hires a hitman on them it's it happens you know well definitely does you know since we're talking about you know prison system it made me think one thing because i suffer from ptsd you know but you know i'm i'm functional so it's not like i'm you know wheelchair or something like that Uh, the other day probably like three weeks ago i was looking for uh, you know, a helpline that can help me with some bills, you know, with the corona, so, you know, there's no income, such and such. Yeah, I had and, to uh, give my loans out. They are, some but type it's of loans. hard, you know, sometimes, yeah. What's interesting is I was looking about a, a local organization that really have people, I think it's called um, NAMI, NAMI or NAMI, so it's uh, actually a federal organization. It, it's, it's in all the states. And it helps you connect with the people, who, you know, like social workers, uh, case workers, you know, such and such who can help you with what you're looking for, you know, uh, and if you're suffering like, with uh, like a mental illness. Mm-hmm. So, and what's interesting, the people on the board of uh, NEMI, NEMI uh, for Maine, one of the people who are on the board of the organization here in Maine or the chapter organization here in Maine is a CEO of a, a prison, of a local prison here. One of the uh, large prison here in Maine, you know, is sitting on the board of a, a mental organization, you know, that is there to help people who are trying to look for resources. So this is really very questionable. Like, how are you going to help people who are trying to look for resources that can help elevate their lives? At the same time, you're running a prison system. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's what that's what it is. It's it's like it's double sided with them because you you kind of talked talked on the topic of like these people helping African countries and minorities, but most of them like those nonprofit organizations. Nonprofit organizations actually make thirty percent of the the money that you get given. So these people that are going to the poorest countries and minorities, you know, filming people that don't have right. houses. If say someone will send one million dollars. 300,000 is going to them. So they're eating good. You know, all they have to do is really keep the kids starving enough for the camera to eat some food, too, because the camera is hungry. The camera is definitely hungry on their side. and The camera has to eat, too, when it comes to them. So that's why I don't really, I don't really trust too many of these non-profit organizations when it comes to my people, especially when it comes to the Caribbeans. And, you know, I'd rather just go there myself. I keep telling my people, like, Stop donating, you know. Donating is good, but if you go there yourself, it's going to be better. Because these people are known for stealing. Are known for stealing. I could even just now in Ivory Coast, just I think a week ago, they pushed down a, what was it? A UN truck, and it was filled with minerals, stolen minerals from the island. From the land, actually. No, it's not an island. So. Wow. Yeah. And... This it's just historically, and it was not covered up all. They should have it everywhere on the news, but then again, they control the news. Uh, yes. Uh, now, um, I have met people, you know, from Jackson, Florida. You know, melanin people, black people. What's the spirit on the ground in terms of how you know black people really do things in the Jacksonville? Um, what do you mean by that one? Like you know. What's the, what's the work on the ground? Like how black people trying to come over and build stuff, you know, financial, economics, you know, speaking. Oh, I mean, Jacksonville is very, very, it's not a hot spot of Florida. You know, Florida is Orlando or Miami. Jacksonville is there, but yeah. Jacksonville has a lot of opportunities when it comes to building stuff. But are you talking about how black people are building Yes, how black building, you know, black people are building things and how they may be responding to white supremacy. Um, I don't really know about that situation, but I know there's some black, I know some black business starting right now in Jacksonville. My mom, she has a business, black owned. She is black melanated. That's the black business. She has a daycare going on. Um, there is some people selling weed, as you know, that is a norm. <laughs> yeah. But well, in response to white supremacy, like, I, I don't know what, what that would mean like what you mean like building a small community for black people only is that what you're trying to say i don't know nothing about that well so far in terms of you know employment you know because i read a few years ago uh that jacksonville was really dominating in terms of black you know employment you know the black people were coming together and you know building you know businesses you know to Hire you know their own people, and so uh, Jacksonville really was on top of the list of the cities you know that was trying to really help you know uh, black economic power. Mm, yeah, um, when it comes to that, I really cannot help with that one. My my opinion, like Jacksonville jobs are jobs are abundance because it is a place full of land, much land that's un un unused. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. I could look into it, but 
I do see a lot of black people working like, every day. You know, they say black people are lazy, but I go outside and I see some construction workers. Most of them are black people building these banks and building these buildings. Yeah, since we're talking about that narrative that black people are lazy, you know, all these people, all these news media, they're always trying to, you know, sell this lies. It's it's a goddamn big <laughs> lie because when you look at the data or, or the data of, you know, the states and the cities that really, you know, uh, receive more fundings in, in terms of, you know, housing and foods, it's cities that is like, hundred percent white in Kentucky is the first you know state you know that depends on these fundings you know housing in terms of housing the government comes in and help with the for the housing the food so and if you look at the you know cities that are most popular by black people even here in Maine here in Maine we only represent probably like one point seven percent you know most people here, they're not living on the... You know, Government aid? They're not. We are working so hard. Despite, you know, the the, the renting, it's going high every day. Every day. So it's, it's just people lying. You know, black people would try as much to, you know, build something. Unfortunately, but... The white supremacy is not letting, letting us, though. Yeah, um, that, the black people are lazy. That that's a term that just goes back all the way to um bondage because any word that most words that I hear you know like a hard head makes a soft ass you know I I, I just feel, I just know that it comes yeah. from bondage you know it's it's a generational curse and they try to keep it up as long as possible because I know I know most of my family are working you know most black people I know are working right now and are looking for a job you know we built this country I really have nothing else to say about that topic we did build this country. Yes, def- I mean it's not just the United States. All the European countries they were built, they were built by black people, you know, by the free labor or the forced labor, you know, by black people, you know. Mhm. Yeah, I, that topic is really nothing to say because any person that even thinks about that thing being true is is so crazy that it's not even worth talking. Not even worth talking to. Now, what's your take on the vaccines? It, it seems like a, a hot topic, you know. I've been, mean, you know, even before, you know, the, the the federal government comes in and the CDC, they start really, you know, you know, saying, oh, black people are being affected at a higher rate of corona. Uh, you know, I have seen black people, I mean, I've seen news magazines, articles that really, that was talking about how black people also are being affected. Even the media before they start talking about. So what's your take well, on that? Well, when it comes to vaccines, you know, I'm, I'm really, really in tune with my African roots and we believe in natural remedies and natural plants and herbs. Vaccines is not a problem because right. if you look through history, even in America, the Tuskegee experiment, given black people syphilis, in Africa, you go to the Congo, mm-hmm. the tens of million, 10 million Africans that they gave HIV and, and AIDS to, you go to the Caribbean, right. which um, has many cases of doctors just giving vaccines that weren't vaccines that actually gave people diseases, even in Cuba and other, other, other countries. 
shouts out to Cuba though, because they do have one of the strongest medicals, the medical workers. But like through throughout history, these vaccines yeah. never helped no one. You know, I know people that taken the flu shot and then got the flu later. You know, there's some people that haven't, but I don't believe in vaccines because even if you like you believe in this God or whatever, this we are born with everything you need. All the earth already has every vaccine you would need. If you need a vaccine, that means that you haven't been eating right. And who feeds us? What is what they're important into this this system, into the stores. They're the one making you sick. And black people get into corona. I don't know. One black person has corona right now. But maybe that's true. Cause I cannot say nothing. I don't I don't go everywhere. But even if they said that, I'm not taking no vaccines on my life. I would not take it. It's just history tells me no. Well, since we're talking also about a vaccine, like you say, you shut up Cuba. Uh, Cuba is really a country with um, a high number of doctors in the, in the world. And also, I want to point it out, you know, um, our brother that just passed away uh, a few weeks ago, Dr. Laila oh, Africa, yeah. you know, he said that vaccine is a social word for drug. So vaccine is a drug. And... Uh, Black people, we should be very careful because, you know, for me, it's been like, let me see, like three years. I haven't taken any uh, flu shots. And I remember when I was taking flu shots, I used to get very, very sick, though. Like, you know, I, you know, my head will be burning, you know, I'll, I'll be sweating a lot. So these vaccines, you know, they're not really made for black bodies. You know, it's just only a test on how black bodies, you know, respond. And so they can go back in the labs and trying to, you know, help, you know, you know, the one person pigmentation. Because at the end of the day, white people still have the pigmentation too. But it's not yeah, just not, not as, as not as rich. As melanin people. Yeah, it's not as rich. You know, since we talk also talking about disease affecting white people, you know, there are countries that are really being affected by AIDS. And the most biggest countries that have the large numbers of, you know, AIDS who have died, there's no African country on the list. You have Ukraine, which is obviously a white country, even though they're not, you know, they were not considered white a few years ago. And uh, Russia, we have Philippines, and they say, like, in Philippines, like, I believe 50,000 people die per year due to mm-hmm. AIDS, you know. And in 2025, it could it could get, like, the double. It could be the double of the 50,000 people dying Yeah, um, they were leading. There was the leading causes, not the causes, but the leading people of, um, of HIV and AIDS in the 80s in America. It was It was the white race, the white people. But, and they still, they still, it's just they don't want to talk about it in the media, you know. Oh yeah, that that might that may be true. When it comes to things like that, people don't want to talk about, it, which is kind of foolish, you know. The 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 word taboo, you know, when people say that well, that's taboo, we don't talk about that. It's really yeah. a word that says, you know what? Let's just ignore it right now. And if it happens to kill someone, we we'll talk about it. Maybe, you know. You're definitely right. Um, so if you don't mind, we can move to the subject yes. of the day, though. 
Now, do you want to start? Let's start since you, you proposed the idea, though. What 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 idea? You talking about me? Yes, I'm talking about you. The subject, you know, you can launch the topic. You know? Um, really, I I kind of wanted to talk about because you know t- what is it? Today is Easter. Yeah, Easter you know, Day. And recently, people I don't know what people noticed, but Easter is not really a day of resurrection. Right. No. Oh, you don't know yet. Okay. No, I do know. I do know that. I do know. It's just you know a way to celebrate. You know, he's uh, uh, Jesus going back to you know so-called heaven. You know, after being resurrected. No, but um, Easter originally it was a a Babylonian goddess named Istar. You know, but after um um what was his name Constantine when he changed the the country yeah. to Christian it right. it. It became a Christian religion or a Christian tradition, but it doesn't have nothing to do with Jesus' resurrection. It is just a pagan god that is used, that was just taken and implemented into the Bible. And also it has to do probably with the the Council of Nicaea, uh, Nicaea, which was in Turkey, uh, when he gathered, you know, uh, um, I'm talking about Constantine, where he gathered his troops and uh, the Pope and some uh, high hierarchy mm-hmm. in the Catholic religion, and he ordered them to um, really, you know, start this so-called savior for white, you know, I mean, for the world, for black people, you know. And there is, a, I believe, a guy, a, a black guy, a black mole who wrote a book about that. I think it's called the, and it's it's available on Amazon. I think the book is called, uh, maybe Black People Who Die for Jesus, something like that. And he was a mall who was opposed to um, Constantine launching this absurd idea that Jesus was a a white guy who you know was gonna come and save the whole world, you know, and I believe Constantine killed him, you know. Yeah, that's. I I I have no words for that because that is it's surprising, but yet not surprising, because you know the whole word of pagan was used to implement this to make sure that it would go through. Because really, Jesus, I'm not gonna say, but Jesus has killed more people than it has helped. You know, all the, the genocides on the Pacific and the Atlantic Oceans, you know, the the um, natives in America, you know, it right. was the, you know, they always say, oh, they were spreading disease and Christianity, you know? Right. First, right. when it comes to the disease, it was not spreaded by accident. Disease, it was, there's, there's people that theorized that they was given you know, when the natives were trying to accept these people, as you know, colored people are naturally nice. You know, as you can see, um, one of the artists drew the first the first recognition with the island Aiti and the Chrysler Columbus. It right. was a native, a walking, given Chrysler Columbus a crown, which made him think that he was right. king and has the right to put these people in bondage. But as these... Everywhere, as these colored people are accepting these Europeans, 
you know, and as these Europeans are trying to make them turn to Christians and use that ex- as an excuse to kill them, the, the natives are, you know, we have Thanksgiving. They're just giving stuff to them. They're just being overly nice because we are the nicest people. Black people are too nice at times, actually. And too forgiving, yes, very. too. And history tells that that this is our downfall. Yes, because if you look at what happened, uh, was it probably like uh, when was that the the shooting that happened in South Carolina at the black oh, yes, church? Yes, um, with the, that was um, I think that that was four years ago with that white man, the white little boy who killed nine yeah, Dylan Roof. nine black people. Yeah, well, people did. There's something you know, black people we quickly forget. Surely after that, what happened was after you know. The white supremacy Dylan Wolf really killed, you know, the non-black people. The church, you know, quickly, not even the church only, the family of the, you know, of the the people that were killed in that in, in that event, they asked for forgiveness as if that was like a mistake or you know an accident, you know. And uh, but one thing really that pained me and that was very disappointing President Barack Obama was President Barack Obama, he never touched, you know, on the white supremacy actions of Dylan Wolf because that was the best moment really to do something about his failure presidency because President Obama in my own perspectives, he has failed black people. You know, he has never spoke about it, not, not even do nothing, just even to speak on the issue. Because if you are a president at the end of the day, you have at least to speak on something. But every time when a black person was gunned down, when a black person was, you know, you know, attacked by dogs, he will always call, oh, let's unite. Let's do this as a country. So, you know, I was very disappointed in Barack Obama. And even if you look today, Barack Obama, whenever he's, whenever there's issues happening, you know, in, in, in black communities, like the other day, I believe a couple months ago, there was, there was a lot of things happening in black communities. I can't remember specifically what was happening, but he came out and he said, oh, I adore Lizzo. Lizzo showing his ass. So this is what black womanhood should look like. Oh, wait, that is a whole case that I don't want to get into that case right there because that's just the worst of the worst, you know. Black, not all black women doing that. So I don't really want to stick yeah. on that case right there. It's just like at this point, I already we already seen the worst of black people and the, and the worst of black women and men. So I just want to when it comes to talking about those. Particularly of our people, I only want to stay on the positive on that side. But oh, yeah, you're right. Obama, he did fail to act. He does not really spoke for black people. You know, he did help some black schools. You know, he 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 made it okay for gay people to marry. You know, and all that. I really, I really can't even think of anything right now that he really done. Cause I found I figured if if he was a president, the best thing to do, what would you think would, would be the best thing for him to do? Like it would be to unify the black people all around the world. 
Well, it's not just that. The first thing he would do, the first thing obviously he would have done was obviously put you know in place, you know, laws, try to enforce them laws that really, you know, affecting black bodies. You know, such a such you know, whenever like there's an officer killing a black person, you know, the families really sue the city and the police department, but. One thing they forget is they should sue the unions because the the police unions they are the one that holds the power in terms of who should you know be prosecuted, mm-hmm. you know. But Barack Obama he was a, he was a lawyer. One thing Tariq Nasheed, the film producer, has said about Obama, and uh, I'm inclined to agree with him, is Barack Obama was you know raised by two Jewish parents. Parents, you know, in Kansas, you know, and he never really experienced racism, you know, as a black person. You know, he was always, you know, like, you know, flying all around the world. He, he grew up in, I believe, Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken. Like, so, I mean, there's a lot of things he has never experienced. And, the, you know, there's one thing um, I want to I also touch since we're talking about President Obama, you know, is... I believe I, I'm trying to remember who said what I'm about to tell you. Uh, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, he said one thing. He said, Barack Obama in his entire life, he dated only one black woman, and that was Michelle. You know, and that's very important because if you have spent your whole life dating white people, white women, and at the end, you only get a successful black woman, not even a struggling, a successful black woman who was already ahead of you in terms of, you know, a career. So Barack Obama is very questionable, but I don't think black people we should focus more on Barack Obama. He's a failure and he's not really interesting in us, you know. So that's how I feel. Yeah, not all skin focus, skin focus, but... I do agree with you because I ha- I haven't really done any research on Barack Obama. You know, he was president. Now nah, it's not. He's out of the picture for me. But I do agree with you what you said. He did let us down in ways. Now, um, coming from a, a very conservative um, religious country called Burundi, I want to say something here. Um, Maybe you can enlighten me or, you know, touch on. So what do you think? Because on the continent, black people, they are very, you know, spiritually enslaved, you know, in terms of who's God and who's the savior. What do you think will be the best self-approach in breaking that barrier? Um, the barrier of, you mean the mental, the mental um, enslavement. Oh, slavery is... Or probably we should call the spiritual, uh, you know, um, slavery. Mm, yeah, mental and spiritual. I can I can see it mentally too because you have to think about it. Because um, in America we are not taught any Black history other than Martin Luther King, and other than that, after that, it's Martin Luther King integrate with us, and you are slaves, you know. And then when it comes to African people, like like Native Africans, that are born in Africa, we we see the worst because the media puts out the worst. They put out the, oh, 
living in huts, the the have no money, yeah. no water to drink, and when it even comes to the Caribbeans, it's it's something like oh it's poor or you know reggae reggae music, um, music and then machetes machetes killing people going everywhere just to kill random people. But actually, the machetes are actually a spiritual thing when it comes to the Caribbean. It's it's a spirit it's a spiritual thing when it comes to machetes because machetes it simplifies the um. The African god named Ogun. I'm not sure if you know about this, but yeah, the god of men, yeah. I believe Ogun, right? First seen, I, yeah. he he was practiced all over Africa in Egypt, which is what's called a Kemet, which means land of the black, and Nubia, and yeah, you could just see how Nubia too, which yeah. is Sudan, and yeah. it is very important with us. Because that's that's one of the inspirations that we use to get our freedom. That's why you could see these black people. Even I have a machete just outside over there. I could get a machete right now. You know, most of us we have machetes. It's a spiritual thing, and I think that the news they just display and like really, how would you say, play other African people. That's that's part of the um, spiritual because. Right. The spiritual um, lockdown, because first of all, before we even think about talking to any native Africans, we just think, oh, no, they're poor. They're they worship idols, which in the Bible say, you know, Christians are very judgmental people, you know. And then when it comes to the Caribbean people, they're like, oh, it's voodoo, which is not the origin of it's voodoo. It's not voodoo. Voodoo is the butcher translation of of the thing because these bondage it switched up the name it's called a voodoo and it's a spirituality first of all people think it's a religion people do use it as a religion just like christianity you know jesus they say santa claus people make money right. off of these things and just from that most african americans they just i've been i've been told oh no i don't fuck with you uh you, you practice that that black magic all of a sudden just randomly people would do that and say that to me and i'd be like what this black magic gave us freedom. So, what do you mean? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I've been trying to, you know, try to piece something, you know, together, you know, and you know, uh, I mean, I understand your clarification here, but what, I, what, I, you know, there's something I've been trying to really see if, if one day I would be able to accomplish, you know, and it's to really help black people on the continent you know to understand that why jesus is a false it really doesn't exist but in my attempts really i have created more you know yeah you're not supposed to go allies. around saying that that never so, it's never gonna work imagine believing something for about maybe 30 20 years and then someone just saying oh it's fake when you when it comes to stuff like that unless you're gonna go around like the white people did and kill everyone and then force it on the children, it's not going to work. Because something like that, it takes them time. You have to give them information. That's why you have to teach them about the history, teach them about the importance of Ogun and why it's not just black magic, and teach them about the history of our people because that is hidden. All they know, all, if I go up to my brothers, some of them, because I do be preaching to my brothers, but some of my brothers, they still, after all I tell them, they only know is slavery. Africans sold us, you know. Now they're right. hate, now they have hate towards African Native African people, 
who is the best ally of, that they have. Right. That African sodas and the Caribbeans, they're over here partying while, while you guys were suffering a few more years, which was a lie. The Caribbean islands was a safe place. If you was enslaved and you ran to the Caribbean islands, you were free. This is why the island of Haiti is attacked so yeah. much because the Haiti, the, in the Constitution, it said any black right. person enslaved that come to this island is automatically free. Right. And if you're white, you're not able to own land. You could become like you could be here, but you're not able to own land. That that's really what why Haiti is attacked so much, was attacked so much, and still will be because things like that that don't roll with them, you know. Yeah, definitely. I also want to touch on one thing you just said, like, you know, going around and saying, oh, white Jesus doesn't exist. It's not really that I go around and do it. You know, one of the things I have tried, and, but obviously failed, was, you know, because I've always questioned the Bible, you know. And the reason I've questioned the Bible is the Bible really doesn't speak on the black experience. And the reason I'm telling you that is, no conscious person should depend on a book that is not older than humanity. You know what I mean? Like the Bible. Meaning for 2,000 years, maybe? You know what I mean? Yeah, 2,000. And how long have we been here? Over. The, the Bible people? says itself that it is six, the, this world itself is 6,000 years old, which is a lie that you could blatantly see. Definitely, because. That, that that's why I, I've been you know preaching because I remember you know I even broke up with a girlfriend based on that because I say look man if you really try to you know you know try to advise me on something or correct me on something don't use the Bible because the Bible as far I'm concerned it does he it doesn't speak on my own experience here on earth you know but, but I, like you say black people melanin people. When it comes to religious stuff, we are very sensitive and, you know, in some ways also aggressive. You know, we do not tolerate anything questionable, anything that would just, you know, comes to test the, you know, the, the religious, you know, identity of us. Yeah. Black people are spiritual. You know, the melanin, it, it just has a power. You know, you ever seen a black church? Then they're over here worshiping Jesus, a white Jesus more than the white people themselves. Oh man, it's you know it's it's crazy because uh, you know. Um, but again, I've been trying to really because I you know I have a friend here. He's an African American, so you know his ancestors really were brought here on in, in America, and he's a conscious black guy. At the same time, he desperately, you know, uh, preach and worship Jesus, and uh, and I'm always and. He's aware of, of the identity of Jesus, that Jesus is now a savior, but at the same time, he doesn't want to let it go. Yeah, you know? it's simply, I believe, because of the fact, because some of the things that the Bible says is true. I mean, I don't think any person needs to know that you're not supposed to kill people. It shouldn't be in the 10 rules. Yeah. But some of it, what it says is true. It is relatable. And I do feel like the Bible is some black history that it has been washed out, tainted, and reoriginated in another way. And I think that's what people get caught up into it when, especially when they hear other people's testimonies, like, oh, I got into a car accident and I was saved and I never suffered again. You know, I could say that about Vudun, talking about, oh, yeah, I 
was shot and I prayed to Ogun and I never was shot again. I could do the same thing, but <laughs> the testimonies are convincing. That's what I think. Now, since we're talking about, you know, the relationship that exists, you know, between blackness and spiritual identities, what's your, like, generally speaking, in Florida, what's the, what's the vibe? Religion? Like how, how, yeah, I mean, not just religion, but how black people do live together in terms of, you know, so I'm a black Caribbean, I'm a, you know, he's a, or she's a, black American, African American, and he's a black African or she's a black African. How do you all live together? Well, recently there have been a lot of spikes for black people just coming together and black people just sticking together through everything. I, I do like that. I'm seeing this a lot more re- recently. But I've been here for a while and it basically it breaks up into categories like this. You know, you do get that a few natives like like you that come over here. There's those right. type of black people. There's the the black Caribbeans that sometimes will get prejudiced by other black people for worshiping voodoo. You know, you you. Um. No, I was more referring on not more about spirituality, but more the the classes, right? Identity. Yeah, the classes. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I was getting to that. Here, it's uh okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So. But then, and you have the African Americans, but really don't matter when it comes to when it comes to where you come from. They will catch your accent, but the classes go the the black people that you know that are tough, that are trying to be hard, you know. And then there's the black people that are like preaching, like if they're Martin Luther King, or the black nerds that you know are fantasized with anime, which most Asian people don't watch. And then there's the worst right. group, which I hate. Usually, I see it from from the native African people. They are usually in this group, right. which I hate. I really hate that it's the black people that are just overly nice that have that little voice in there, and they have that voice that is really toned down because they that's how they think they have to talk to be nice to the people. And it, this is I don't want to say it's a bitch type of thing but i hate it the most i'd rather hang with some africans that are like you know listen to rap music fuck y'all everything than those type of africans that's that's basically the three groups the overly aggressive the less aggressive and the, the nerd and of course you have those people in the middle who you know kind of like tupac they're talking real facts and then after you know every once in a while they spill in the truth but when it comes to these groups everyone's a follower in, in america you know if there's more people speaking truth, there's going to be a lot of groups speaking truth. You know, there's, there are schools full of black activists. You're going to have to find a lot of activists over there. But the majority of them, we're over here listening to Lil Baby, um, X. Right. Because we're broken people. You know, these sad songs, they hit us, you know. And everyone's over here trying to be a rapper. I, I hate to say this because some people will get mad at me for saying that. But being a rapper and all that stuff, the entertainment... Right now, we already have enough. We really do have enough. And I do get a lot of people that get mad at me for saying that. But right now, we need people to be doctors. <laughs> Not for the white people, but for your own country. Go to yeah. Africa, be a doctor and everything. You know, because it's just a bunch of followers. And at one point, I was, I, w- I wouldn't say I was following, but because my mom kept me an inside kid because, you know, it's not uncommon to lose children out here. So I was an inside kid most of my life. And I wasn't able to follow their flow, so I, I became my own person. 
Now, since we're talking about that, uh, you know, I also want to touch one thing, you know. Um, yes, there, there are divisions, you know. Okay, so you were brought on the continent, you were brought on the Caribbean, you were brought here on the country. But at the end of the day, we should have a black supremacy or even I would call black supremacy, I, you know, mindset. Because here's one thing, and I think we should commend, you know, either whether it's Asians or white people, whenever they get here, there's no such, oh, I'm Asian American and I'm Asian European or he's or she's American, Asian, Asian. There's no such a thing. They are just Asian. And I think we should also try to understand that. You know, I mean, th there is a belief that there were black people on the continent who sold their own brothers, sisters, uh, niece, you know, sons, daughters, etc. My own history, my, my own uh, historical findings is some nations did not really solve, you know, uh, some black nations, they, they did not really solve their own people. What they did was some sort of like trade. Like, let's talk about in Angola when Zinga Bande, you know, yeah, she had you know, people really in servitude. There's a difference between servitude and slavery. Labor. Yeah, which is slavery. Because servitude, you get paid for what you work for, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not devalued as a human being, you know, but slavery, you know, you are just a slave. And when, when you know, um, you know, um, what's the countries again? The Portuguese, when they came to, uh, you know, Angola and they tried to overthrow Zingambande, where obviously first what they did, you know, they came with the Bible, you know how they do Europeans, you know, they say, okay, you know, when is some people who can work for us, you know, and, you know, she, she gave to them, but they pay her, but it wasn't no free trade. And shortly after that, when she found out that black people that came from, uh, you know, that were traded, obviously with money, and also, they were not getting paid, but they were working as slaves. She waged a war on, on them, you know, for 30 years. She waged a war on them. And it's after that, probably like a, an offspring of Zingambandi, who really decided to collaborate with them. But other than that, there was some nation who really fought so hard, you know, against, you know, slavery. I mean, uh, there was some talk that in Nigeria, there was some you know, uh, kings and queens who really saw their own people, it's possibly true. I'm not really dismissing that. But if that if that really will happen, I don't do not think the whole country should be condemned yeah, that, for that because they didn't do it in the name of the country. It's like one so, one black gangster in America that means all black people are gangsters. That's how they do it. And there are, yeah. there are really more people that was fighting against slavery than people selling other people say. Like you have the Amazons. When it comes to the Amazons and Ashanti tribe, these these are black women. Black, black women does I probably do the most when it comes to fighting because the Amazon people, the people of the Caribbeans, the Amazons were very very right. and like the people of Yoruba, they were very um important right. when it came to our freedom. You know, they was teaching us. That was teaching the people the guerrilla tactics and how to how to fight these people, you know, because they and the maroons, the maroons in Jamaica too. I heard they were really fighting the the British and the French. Yeah, you have you know, mm -hmm. you have people like Boko Man who was 
his inspiration was the Quran. Um, I, I don't comment right. on that, but you know, he was born in Jamaica. He found the Quran, started reading it, and took inspiration from that. And then what they sold him because he was very inspirational man. He's you know they they would call him he would be what they called a a Mandinkin warrior, which is what was it? It's a it's a slur, just like voodoo. It's a slur of the Dinkish tribe, right? Right. right. And because he was bald and strong, they sold him off quickly to to IET, in which he played a major role in us getting our freedom. He was a voodoo. He was a boko. You could say a boko, uh, a leader for the revolutions. And I just, you just see how all these, like people say when slavery was just suffering, it was not suffering. It was many people fighting. You have Queen Amada Reeves from fighting from the get-go. You have, and then not all of us lost. We, If you're still here, you see black people, that means that's victory because not all of places have black people anymore. Especially when I think of like Ethiopia, because they was never conquered, you know, they, they came together. And with um, generals right. like Manalik II, they conquered the Italians. Right. Um, not to shit on Ethiopians, but in my experience, uh, the Ethiopians I have met in my life, you know, I've met some, st- you know, stand-up Ethiopians, but, you know, collectively speaking, as a group, Ethiopians really are one of the most collaborators of white supremacy. You know, I can even tell you here, I have worked with the Ethiopians. most what? you know, the most collaborators, you know, people who collaborate with white supremacy, you know, Ethiopians will sell you out to the white man easily. Mm. So I don't wanna I don't wanna dump on them, but in my experience, you know, uh people coming from uh, like uh countries like Ethiopia, uh even Somali too. So it's um I don't know, when in terms of black, you know, empowerment or black, you know, identity we should start setting up some rules, you know, if you violate them and somehow, you know, being disciplined or getting punished. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to, you know, fight in these white supremacy powers without having a sort of discipline actions in, you know, in our own, you know, groups. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's important. You know, you have to set an example. Feel me? When you say discipline, you mean like if someone was to do something bad on a black community, they'll be punished, right? Yes, definitely. Some sort of punishment. Not that, I, I don't advocate death, you know, like murder someone. No, I'm, I'm just saying like some sort of punish because black people collectively we can punish some sort of people who try to sell the community out. You know, we have done it with Oprah. We have done it with uh, uh, Gail King when they try to, you know, shit on Michael Jackson and uh, recently uh, Kobe Bryant. So we are capable of punishing these people. Yeah. And it doesn't have to come to death, you know. There's no, I, was, I wasn't proposing to, really. for death. No, no, oh, I'm yeah. saying, no, I understand. No, I'm saying for the people who may be listening or will be listening you know, you know, you know, oh, they yeah. may be angry, you know, and I pity them and say, you know what, you know, maybe we should murder them. No, I, I think death really should be, you know, a way out. And also I want to point out something. I have had people being mad, you know, because I say to them, I remember there was a sister, you know, a black woman. She said she want. I asked her, you know, back in high school, I asked her like, so what do you want to become, you know, once you finish high school and such and such? 
And she said she wanted to be a model, you know. She wanted to do the modeling thing and pulling some clothes from the white entities. And I said to her, I said, look, I, I respect your body, but I do not respect that choice. You dig? Like, I, I don't like it because obviously it's not good for our own communities. And the meaning and the reason I say that is why a white man should tell you what to wear, how to conduct yourself, for what? What do you gain from? Has our communities benefit from that? You know, nothing. It's just you're getting all this money, you know, because black people who are modeling, they're not truly good. They're truly slaves, oh. you know. And going back to even what you were touching on, um, people want to be black rappers. You know, how do black rappers, how do they even make money? If you look at right now, most of them, they are getting broke due to the corona. They cannot perform and they make more money when it comes to performing. So to me, if you're black rappers and you're only going to do rapping your whole life, you're not really worth a discussion, to be honest. You know, I, I can't sit with you on the table because obviously what you're going to keep selling to our communities, to our next generation, it's poison. It's poison mentally, spiritually, you know, um, disparaging, you know, the image of black women, you know, uh, showing black women, you know, um, in a very negative light, you know, calling them the B word, you know, without really a simple explanation behind it, you know, just to, you know, appease uh, white people behaviors, mm -hmm. white people mentalities. For what? Yeah, there's more white people buying these albums than black people themselves. And then I do have to defend now, those people, though. I will support. Because, like, yeah, go ahead. rap, you have to look at it because rap was the way out. Because you know how, you know, you knock on a door and no one opens, you knock on it again, and you're going to have to knock harder and harder, and then you're going to come out with the fuck police music, you feel me? But not every rap is like that because, you know, we have people like Nipsey, we have people like Tupac, I was preaching you know we have to heal our women kill for our women all that stuff so when it comes to rap you have right. you have to make sure you, you you add a little piece out because they do control the meter remember so all these rappers that are calling black women bitches and telling them to shoot other niggas they are being promoted by these white people so they're getting famous even if they wanted to or not because they're saying what they want them to say definitely since we're also talking about the media i think there is um uh, what's your take on cryptocurrency? Have you studied the system, how it's built, how it operates? No, I have not studied cryptocurrency yet because I am all for the um, economy that are backed by gold, which Gaddafi, I heard um, Gaddafi was trying to opt for and um, the island of the Caribbean was going to opt for if their sabotaging wasn't happening. Um, currency backed by gold and not just paper that could be printed for 20 cents and they call it the US dollar. Right, I, I, you know, I mean, I have, I have, you know, have learned about that too. You know, currency that is backed by gold. It's the same thing. Uh, Gaddafi, the president of the, the, the former Libya? president of Libya, yeah, Libya, what he proposed a few years ago. You know, he wanted a one currency from Africa, and you know how Western power really came, you know, on, on him. They murdered him because he wanted one Africa. He didn't 
now want any European countries, you know, walking around the continent, pillaging and stealing from us. And one thing I want to commend the cryptocurrency. I believe, even though they say it's not backed by anything, I think it's a lie. Somehow the cryptocurrency are backed with something because there's no way you can invest 1K in a, in a fund you know, worth of cryptocurrency operated by a cryptocurrency without having something backing it, you know, backing and engineering, like even a bank has some sort of, you know, gold storage, uh, stolen gold storage, storage, definitely that is operating in case, you know, you know, the investors, they run out of the money or the, you know, there is not enough of, you know, um, members coming to the you know the bank so at the end of the day the cryptocurrency i believe it's backed by something and i'm also thinking of you know starting you know like a, a you know like a probably like a radio talk show where people really will be donating you know in cryptocurrencies you know you know just to obviously start to do build something and i'm not i'm, I'm mostly because i don't want people you know giving them money and you know the federal government can track it because I, I believe cryptocurrency there's some cryptocurrency you can donate it donate in private and you know nothing can be tracked down to you or you know to the people who are donating obviously so this is one of the things i've been trying to study you know build something i also try to teach you know i've been teaching some black people how to invest in stocks you know I, i'm a beginner too but you know i've had some sort of knowledge in doing it so in terms of you know how you can be free from the you know corporate you know because you can't always depend on why people check money man you know somehow you have to have your own string of income like you know, if you have investor like a year ago and this corona stuff just happened you know you are earning something but if you're only just depending on why people giving you a check every every two weeks or once a week i mean all um, every week so you're not gonna have a stable life yeah that's true um but when it comes to um, cryptocurrency i honestly don't have more information than you do i'm not that very informed about cryptocurrency at least not now but i was thinking about investing into stocks i heard that it's a good time to start investing you know, we should stop, you know, people getting scared about this coronavirus thing, you know, because, you know, everything is controlled, you know, by fear. You know, fear is very, very controlling for people. And yes, just, as long as you stay more fear, this is as, as long as you're going to continue to, you know, control people, how they think, how they act, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, a, you have a bunch of sheep and you just get a couple of dogs and wolves to scare them into the house. It's, system that's been going on forever just like when they used to um lynch us you know that's a form of fear they've been doing it forever in the islands the caribbeans they used to shoot pieces of the islands like just bomb pieces of the islands randomly to instill fear that is been doing all around and still they still have some um uh, you know presence in the in the caribbeans I know that in in uh, Haiti and uh, probably uh, Venezuela they do too. Uh, just on the on the on the side of the uh, Venezuela border with uh, Colombia, I believe. 
if I'm not mistaken, I I don't quite sure what you know. Uh, have a, a clear image of you know the geographic location of Venezuela, but I think there's a country next to Venezuela. That, you know the um, America government has sent troops, so in case really they cannot, you know, overthrow Maduro. You know who's really a black man? No. Most people don't even know as Maduro. He's a black man. Hold on, hold on. I'm reconnecting. I'm reconnecting. All right. I'm having fun. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you was talking about Venezuela. No, it's fine. You're good. Can you hear me now? Yes, I was talking about most people don't even realize Maduro is mm-hmm. a black man. You know, yeah, I heard about Venezuela. It's Western one of the powers. worst countries right now to be in. And the, the, um, the sister countries, they call it sister countries, that are like countries that are next to it. They are letting people in. You know, they have people that are just letting their kids run to cross the border, which is not freedom in my in my opinion, you know. America is not freedom, especially. Right. But it's a, it's a dream. No, America Nothing doesn't else. offer freedom, man, at all. Yeah, it's a dream, and just like just like things like Snow White, Princess and the Frog, you know, you know Moana, all these Disney princesses are just a dream to be sold. Yeah, they are, you know. I mean, I haven't watched Moana, though. I heard about some slicker stuff happened with Yeah, it, it had some ancestors uh, into it. I did like it. I watched it about two though. times. And really, when it comes to Disney princesses, I don't really mess with any of them, but Moana and Princess and the Frog, which is right. Tiana, because it has ancestors' practices, you know. They kind of laid black magic when it came to the frog, but I do see the ancestors' practices. At the same time, I don't like how they used it. I don't. Yeah, this is why we need to have our own, you know, contents and, and able to distribute our content. Our content, because you know, some of us, you know, some, there are some black people out there creating good characters of blackness. But they do not have the power to distribute, you know. This is why we need our own theaters, you know. Because sometimes I go to a theater, watch like a, a, you know, a black movie, and and ask, see, it's some nonsense mm-hmm. in the black movie, you know. It's like recently the the movie um, that that tells us the story of Madame C J Walker, you know, they had a, uh, her own daughter because she had one daughter. I don't know if you know Madame Suja Walker. He, he, uh, she had one, uh, one daughter only, so she did not have a son or just another. But she only mm-hmm. had one child, and was interesting in the Netflix movie. I don't know if you have watched it. It has, I believe, like three or four series. No, I... they had Madame Suja Walker daughter. <laughs> gay. 
Bisexual. Can you believe that? And she yeah, I'm sure she was. I, I believe she does. She does speak on her mother's name sometimes. She has some. What was it? Um, interviews. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I heard of that, and I didn't really watch it after I heard of that. I was like, nope, I ain't watching. It. I already know what it's about. Yeah, I mean, I watched it because I was intrigued. You know, I was like, you know, because I've watched the documentary of Madame C.J. Walker, you know, you know, her great, great granddaughter, I believe, you know, she's always doing talk shows and interviews. And, you know, so I have watched her history. I know her history. I've, you know, read, you know, all about her. And the documentary series about her on Netflix, in the end, you know, at first she had, you know, a so-called boyfriends around, you know, she was messing around with some men. Which, which is okay, you know, messing out, you know, you're having fun. You know how women sometimes, mm. they have some fun, you know. And at the end, she secretly started dating a black, you know, uh, I don't know, black lesbian with, you know, some sort of, you know, masculinity. And uh, she decided <laughs> to live with her, which is so absurd because Madam C.J. Walker yeah. was straight. You know, and at that time, only a handful of Black people were queers when they were gay. I'm I mean, sure there was almost none. Gay. I mean, black they people were not are pro life. I mean, there was some. You know, there I, was some. I, no, I'm, I'm not saying they're pro life. I'm saying like it was a handful of black mm. people who were gay. Majority of black people, and even today, majority of black people, they're not gay. You know, they are straight. We are pro life. Mm. You know, we are always pro life. But whenever you see, uh, you know, on the TV when when you open your TV or when you go to Netflix, Nahul, Amazon, all you see is black people who are queers or are struggling, living in secret romance. Come on, this is some BS, you know. This is some BS, really. Yeah, it really is because it's just the media. You know how the media controls everyone. It makes you think stuff like. And going back to the princesses, the princess Tiana, which is the only black princess that they have in Disney. They they put an Asian princess before they put a black princess, and we've been on this country for way longer. You feel me? And that's an insult, man. That's an insult. Yeah, and then names. and they had you they know. had this little they called it the voodoo. It's voodoo. I'm not gonna correct it again. They said voodoo, and they started the first yeah. thing you see the first song that they have is voodoo. Is a bunch of dolls dancing and needles going into dolls. Like that's what we do. Like that's that is. You could just see how they misplay all the time. But that's why I started, that's like another reason why I started my podcast, because we need to have our own media. That's why I like when I see other black people with their own media out there. I'm like, yep, that just makes me, it makes me proud because we need to tell other black people what it is. Stop letting these black, other white people say what, it, what, what black people are doing. You know, the only movie that I could think of that kind of said good about black people was Black Panther. You know, they had some tattoos, which is cultural. They had um, uh, the powers of the ancestors, which is cultural. I mean, the part where they kind of, the Black Panthers are like, okay, we will give you our resources. It's kind of a lie. It was taken. But that's the only Black movie that I could see that I could actually say, yep, they did good. Yeah, I believe Black Panther get a pass. But there is a scene in Black Panther, and most people did not catch it. There's a scene in, in the Black Panther one. They had a white guy who they, you know, he they got shot in the spine. Because, you know, I don't yeah, know, yeah, he, he got shot in the spine. Down. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. he was a CIA agent. Yeah, he was a CIA agent. 
and somehow he helped them f- combat the enemy. So they always try to put like at this white people white doing good, yeah, white, white savior. savior, which is crazy. And I want to touch also another movie since we're talking about black, you know, uh, black uh, media superheroes movie. There's an yeah, not just black media but black entertainment. There is um an HBO movie uh about um about you know Black Wall Street. I don't know if you have um Black Wall that Street. Movie. Uh, no, I haven't I heard, I know Black Wall Street is though. No Yes, there's a movie about Black Wall Street uh starring um Regina King, I believe. It's on HBO. I can't remember the name. Let me let me see if I can find it. Uh, I think it's called. I, I can't remember because uh, let's let's see. I think it's Regina King, HBO movie. Uh, yes, Watchmen. Have you watched mm, Watchmen? No. So Watchmen's basically uh, it's a, it's the story. It's about this black superhero who are dark. At night, she goes out and, you know, knock down murders and, you know, find them and catching them in the act. And the, she's secretly in, in, in a law enforcement officer. So her parents, they were killed. Her parents were killed in uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Black Wall Street bombing. But at the end of the season two, what really made me sick in my stomach was... Her father, secretly, because her father became the superhero in the, in Oklahoma. So what her father was doing was, in order to effectively combat white supremacy, you know, that were always trying to attack black bodies, he was struggling sexually, you know, to the point that even he had a wife, and the daughter home, he was secretly having an affair with a oh. white man. Oh, so hell he was no. bisexual, which is not true, you know. So, and when I started watching this and I saw like, ah, I hate it. I hate it so much because uh, the movie was supposed to tell about how black people were sabotaged. Their own economy was sabotaged. Not some sort of a sexuality, you know, identities, which never took place. So yep. it's, it's crazy. It and I'm, it surprises me, but I'm not surprised. It's, it's surprising, but it's something that they would do, you know. Cause I, yeah, when it comes to no, Black, Black Wall um, Street. It was the first one of the first bombings that this this country has ever done on itself, and you know they have other places like in Florida. I'm in Florida right now. They have Rosewood, Florida, which is was about the same thing, a, a massacre heard, yeah. because you know a black man was fooling with a white girl, which is another reason why I keep telling people like, why would you do it? Isn't history a good teacher and everything? Why why would you? <laughs> If you think if you love your people so much, why why aren't you dating one of your people? Yeah, because the black woman is the most divorced, mm-hmm. the most you know single. 
you know, she she spent the most of her life living, you know, and that's why most black women they, they struggle with their own self, you know, uh, esteems because you know no one's look at them, you know, as women. They look yeah, at them. Black like people are sexualized, especially women. So it's it's very painful. Now going back to Rosewood, I know Rose. From what I've heard, Rosewood is it what? the place where they put a high, a freeway? Did the Rosewood in Florida when they they came and and put a freeway? It was a mm, black community. No, right? Rosewood, Florida was the same thing as Black Wall Street, but it was like a girl, a white girl who was the the story is kind of messed up, but it was fornicating with a black man. And the white boyfriend found out and she said that she was hiding in Black Wall Street. No one knows if this was true or not. And they had the idea to kill, just start shooting at random black people in this in this little tiny community of black people. Because I know in Florida, not too far from Miami, there was a story. I mean, actually it was an event that took place. Um, there was a successful black community, you know, they built shops just like in Wall Street and uh, and, the, and the federal government is saying, you know what, we can't, we can't allow these people to build something, you know, we can't allow them really empower themselves. So what we're going to do, we're going to expand, we're going to make our city much bigger by, you know, building roads. And so what they did. They oh, right over through. the people. A highway, you know, in the community. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, true. Yes, they they destroy homes, shops, businesses. So, and everyone who tried to stop them was gunned down. So, uh, this is why in the Black Wall Street, what they should have had was was to build a guns factory. In case the white supremacy come knocking on the doors, and I think that's what you know, all communities they should done, all black communities. Such a there's there's a a, a place in Maryland. It's such a for a black community in Maryland. I think it's it's called uh, Prince Town or Prince George, something like that. The FBI in 2015, there was an article in 2015 when the FBI, because um, the black kids, the black kids who go to the local high school in the community, they had the most highest score on the SATs and the highest graduation rate, mm-hmm. you know, in the country, not just in the state of Maryland, in the country. And what the FBI did, they launched... The kids see if they're cheating and made them redo the tests. You know, I, heard about, I heard about this one. Yeah, definitely. So at the end of the day, if a, a black community is successful, is building, is doing their own thing, the next thing they should do is to build a gun factory. Because these people, no matter how much money mm-hmm. they're gonna have, they're gonna. And have I, back, back Wall Street, it did have guns. They they have um documented that there was some black people that was there standing before the um the the army of white people, the KKK or whatever. And with guns in their hands, but they was quickly shot down. So I, I'm sure they had guns, but the thing is, they they dropped the whole bomb on this place. So they had the military. The whole yeah, definitely. 
yeah, we, we should have also, you know, you know, black people coming from military, you know, building shops. And I mean, you can have guns, but if you have guns, but you do not have a black, you know, military man said, you know, obviously, you know, they're going to try to knock you down. I'm not trying to blame, you know, on, on, on the souls that were lost in the Black Wall Street. But what I'm saying is, if you are building a black economic power, you have to understand you are war. And at war, you need to be prepared for war. You can't just build uh, buildings, shops, and really expect that they're not going to come knocking door with big guns. You know what I mean? I plan to do one day. Yes, hello. Thank you for inviting me because I don't know what happened. It just stopped. Yeah, I think we reached the, the maximum of, you know, recording. I think Anchor has, a, I believe, nine minutes, mm-hmm. you know, limits. But other than that, we were cool, you know, on my end and I believe on your end too. All right, so let's start. We started bringing it down then, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. So, yeah, continue. You were talking about Black Wall Street and, you know, the gun factories. Yeah, about Black Wall Street. I'm, I'm sure they had all these things. And this really, I've been, I've been preaching to my family because, you know, black, black people as a whole, the change is going to start. You have to start with your family first, you know, before you can go to your country and before you could connect with every other country. Definitely, you know, start with you, and uh, and you know, you know, you, you bring your own family in, and you know, and it becomes you know a a community thing. Because obviously, you can't just go around preaching, and but in your own home, you're not you know doing the talk, so it will it, it will make difficult. Yeah, because it's you know? uncomfortable. Yeah, it will be very difficult. Yeah. You know. Yeah, in my family, we have pieces of land in Haiti. You know, Haiti, not Haiti. Yeah. Don't, it's not Haiti. That's that's just like voodoo and voodoo. It's a slur of the original name, because you know, Haiti is the original name that the natives have gave it. That's what I'm like. All the other Caribbeans, people, like it's Haiti, and they'll be saying, "Oh no, you're just speaking French," and I say, "No, it's not French." That's not even French. That's what I tell people, but they don't listen. I'm always saying, like, it's yeah. IT, not Haiti. But they don't listen, you know. They say, oh, no, it's just Haiti. Yeah. And then someone had the audacity to tell me. Um, it was one of my friends. So of course, I'm not really mad at her. But she was like, Haiti. It sounds like Hades, which is like hell. And that, that, that almost poked at my soul. I almost cussed her out for that one. Because she almost implied Haiti with hell. But it's called IUT, and it will if you if people start saying it like this, it will block so many miscommunications that people have with it. No, but as I was saying, was she black? She black? Yeah, she was black. She's African American. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't really talk to 
money, many Europeans, you know, most Europeans I talk to their acquaintances, you know, they're trying to buy something from me or whatever. You feel me? Right, right. So, what what the situation is? Well, most I think for most Caribbean people too, when the Caribbeans go move to Africa or to more mainly America, right. my family we was bought by this dream. You know, it was started with the black men. You know, who convinced my grandma to come over here, thinking that it was gonna be a dream. She brought she brought my mom over here, and it has been anything but. But. In turn of doing that, we had left a lot of land that we had owned, you know? And people in Haiti, you know, black people, not all skin folk, is skin folk. Right. And they've been, trying, they've been trying to sell the land. There are other people that have left, left IET even sooner, and their land has been sold even without them wanting to be sold. But right now, what we're trying to do, I'm trying to get my whole family to, you know, come together. I have, some of us were on the same page some of us were reading different books, and some of us were not even we're not even looking towards it. But we're we're we just bought a couple of land. We're trying to rebuild it right now to start a little community. And having like a military is something that would definitely be one of the things that we have in place. Because whether you like it or not, it is necessary. It is because you know at the end of the day, and and, and also thank you for touching about black home ownership. You know, I'm I'm always you know telling folks around like you know, you know just if you want to buy a house in America, okay, go for it. I'm not gonna stop you, but and and I'm not against that. But at the same time, remember you know, the home ownership in America, it's based on race. Even though when it comes to selling your own house, you know, I remember um, there was a Vlad interview uh, with uh, Vlad made an interview probably like three years ago with D.L. Hagley. I don't know if you you know him. He's a comedian, a famous comedian. Um, no, I don't really don't look at comedians too no, much other than Kevin Hart. Con- I don't know. He's a very conscious brother, you know. And uh, so he he was a he grew up with the the, the, the Steve Harvey's. So he started launching his career around Steve Steve Harvey and. Uh, so a few years ago, he he wanted to sell his own house. He wanted to sell his own house, and you know, I believe he sold it to probably like um, a million, a million dollar, or a, a million and half of American dollars, U.S. dollars, and half a million. Yes, half a million dollars. No, not a million. Just say half a two million dollars. I think that's what oh. the price he sold it. To you know, yeah, for a lot a lump sum of money, yeah, I understand. Yeah, and uh, was interesting. Shortly after that, there was uh, a real, it, you know, a real uh, estate agent who you know who approached him and said, "Look, I believe your house should have been sold to five million dollars because you are not white." They offer you a very ridiculous amount of money, you know, which is crazy. Fast forward, you know, you have um, what's the sister in his name? Um, for game, what's the Queen of Soul music? Um, uh, Nina Simone. No, not Nina Simone, but Aretha Franklin. Oh, Aretha home. Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do talk about her. I don't know if you remember, there was a story about her house. Her, 
her home. She bought for millions and was sold for 500K, approximately around that kind of amount of money, which is really an insult because if you spend your whole life building something, you, you bought a house worth millions, it could have been sold to for 20, 30 million, who knows? But it was sold at 500K. So at the end of the day, what we should start doing it, you know, melanin people here in the US and possibly in Europe is start buying lands in black nations. It could be Haiti, uh, it could be, you know, Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa. Land is the most valid, you know, economic string you can have in your life. You know, <clears throat> land does not lose, you know, value. Unless it's here in America, but you know, <laughs> unless it's here in nations. America, <laughs> yeah, in America, you know, yeah, you know, America like, is falling. That is true economically. Is you know, you have like Detroit. You can buy like house for twelve hundred dollars. You know, so it's black people have to understand like black home ownership is one of the black empowerment. Very effective black empowerment you know like you say you want to buy you know <clears throat> lands in haiti which is going to bring you a you know strings of income in the long term you know and it's a stable thing you know people yeah, yeah we already we land. already have bought land we already have um ancestor land which we had on a long time going down and we just bought some more land that had, and we're we're going to start going crops and we're going to start just building a little communities because you know if you start something people will come you know people's gonna come yeah but yeah, some people uh, they don't want to start it yeah they didn't because they thought you know you know like they like to say oh you know you start you want to be more black yeah you're too black for us no come on you gotta turn it down you know i get this talk or every day whenever i'm talking about you know empowerment like hey let's go out and start investing in black nations. It could be Haiti, it could be Kenya, it could be, you know, any black nation. And and they'll be telling me, oh, I'm too black. I'm getting too black. As if it was a bad thing. You know? <laughs> That's true. It's, so, you're probably one of those people that it's like, it sounds like you're racist because you love your, you love your people so much that it sounds like you're racist. Yeah, I had a friend the other day, you know, a friend of mine, you know, he was... Um, so I was listening to um, Jason Black. I don't know if you know uh, the Black Channel. Jason Black, the is it podcast? No, <clears throat> Jason Black. He's a filmmaker from Louisiana. So mm -hmm. he he grew up in Shreveport, and he has a YouTube podcast. It's called the Black Channel, uh, and also he has another YouTube podcast. It's called uh, Professor Black Truth. You know, mm -hmm. and um, he's always talking about you know black issues. You know what's happening. Black. You should follow him if you get a time. You know, you should go on. Yeah. YouTube and, you know, look it up. DM and, me uh, his name so I can remember that. Um. <clears throat> well, hold on. Yeah, just Professor Black. Professor Black Truth. That's Professor his first black channel Truth. on YouTube. That's his first channel, and he has another channel called um, the Black Channel. All right, all right, I got it. So he has two YouTube uh, accounts. <clears throat> and he's also on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't think he, he has a, a Instagram account, but I think he has a Twitter account and, uh, and a YouTube uh, account. 
So, and so I was listening to him and uh, my friend, he asked me like, hey, why are you always listening to, you know, uh, people who are always talking about black issues? Like, I, you, you know, you, you're like, you are very a disgruntled person. And I say to him, like, how am I disgruntled? You know, I'm trying to listen to people who have some knowledge more than I do on black mm-hmm. issues and see if I can feel some void that exists within myself. So I am trying to elevate my people, you know. Uh, why should I be listening to CNNs and half Post and other white news media? Because then they're not going to talk about the issues. They're not going to talk about mm-hmm. how black people in Chicago who are facing... Uh, <clears throat> homelessness because you know their mortgage are you know doubling and tripling because due to the coronavirus no one is gonna talk about yeah this. like especially like in the caribbeans there's 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 really poor places in the caribbeans like jamaica and the bahamas there's been problems going to bahamas but until the hurricane then there's they're never gonna cover it you know and haiti too there have been riots ever since but you know the earthquake happened 10 years ago then the news is gonna talk about it they're just gonna wait till something bigger happens because honestly, they don't care. Yeah, and they're even going to stop it. Like, let's talk about Bahamas. You know, a few years ago, Bahamas was always on the news. Oh, I'm flying to Bahamas. I'm going to Bahamas, such and such. But since there was a hurricane and people really lost homes, you know, jobs, you know, hotels closed, no one's mm-hmm. talking about Bahamas anymore. You know, no one is caring what's happening to Bahamian people. Yeah, it was it was really the hot spot, and then because exactly when the hurricane came, there was a bunch of white there was a bunch of white um tourists coming over there to party and everything, and as soon as they got there, it was in wreck, it was in ruins, and there was just it was on the news everywhere talking about these is a bunch of spoiled white people talking about oh my god look at the Bahamas it's so shit it's very bad right now the hurricane just hit they brought us over here to end it with the airplane and the things that they promised are not here because a hurricane hit that's part of nature you know. That's oh yeah, you know, and then after that, it's I don't even I would never accept another tourist if I was a leader of the Bahamas. After that, after that discrimination, that that vulgar language that they use because we're in a state of crisis to put show us at our all time low. That, but that is something that is humbling to some Jamaicans. I don't want to, I do have some Jamaican friends. It, it is something humbling right now because. When it comes to Jamaica and the Caribbean islands, sometimes I think people, they think this island is better than this island. Or IET is better than Jamaica. Or Jamaica is better than IET. When they're all the same people, you know, y'all are Africans. At the end of the day, people forget that. Yeah, because people are starting to look at, uh, you know, about how many people go visit, you know, the islands. Like, you know, now Jamaica has more visitors compared to Haiti, because Haiti has first a lot of, you know, uh, economic... Prejudiced nations and people trying to destruct it and destroy it, yes. Yeah, now they call like a shithole or some stuff, you know, remember how Donald Trump, you know, call it, you know. But one thing I like about Donald Trump, I'm not saying I like the dude, but I'm saying I like his own honesty, you know, Mm because it's good to have someone really brutally calling you yeah, shithole person compared to the guy who's gonna come like Joe Biden come stopping you in the back, you know. Yeah, like he, he was, he was, he just blatantly said like all African countries are shitholes and everything, and, and I like that. 
I don't like it, of course, but at least my people could see. Because some people think yeah. that they still believe in a white savior, you know? Some people are telling me, oh, yeah, um, hook me up with a really rich friend and everything. I'm like, what the fuck? I would never. I just cuss her out. I cuss her out. I'm sorry. But like that, it still happens sometimes. It's not, it's not all the time, but when it do happen, it do hit me. Uh, of course it does, because obviously it's an insult, you know, to your own struggle. You know, if someone just say, oh, you know, without me, you won't be nothing. I'm your savior. At the same time, the same guy, the same person who's making that argument enslave you, lynch your ancestors, you know, uh, rape your own women. So, obviously, it's, it's an insult. And, you know, you know, we have to respond to that. But one thing, I, you know, you know, I want to touch more is about black home ownership. Black home ownership is the key. You know, I have a lot of plans. You know, I don't know what the future really holds for me, but, you know, I have a lot of plans to, you know, uh, you know, investing in black nations and building things, you know, building hospitals because, you know, I'm tired of, of white people going black nations, building hospitals, bringing their own doctors, doing some medical experiment shit on our, you know, people. Because, you know, if we have our own hospitals, if we, wanna ha- if we have our own factories, our own restaurants, our own food, you know, we are doing something. We are... We do have the best food. That is true. <laughs> yeah. All the food are we just ha- we have makeups the best of ours. Ingredients. We have best ingredients of food. We should have... if. If, you know, you have, like, brothers and sisters on the continent or in another black nations, if they go out, you know, in restaurant, they shouldn't be going to McDonald's or KFC. They should be going to a restaurant food that serve foods that are coming from the soil, healthy uh, food, you know. I now, really don't go rate? to KFC and um, McDonald's yeah. anymore. Me neither. It's you know, we, we, we cook our own every single thing, you know. And recently, we, we, we just restarted. Um, we have a garden in the islands, but here we just started a little garden. In Jacksonville, it's not the best place, so it's really hard. We got our, our mango tree going, our avocado tree growing, some beans. And I think this, like, this is another thing. It's another key to have your own garden because then you're supporting yourself. You know, the, the sun is a renewable resource, and you should be using it. Now, what what's the rate to buy a home? What's the rate for owning a home in a, a house, you know, in Haiti? In Haiti, well, yes. The places, if you go to like the countryside, I heard that you could get um like uh, six acres of land for maybe ten thousand or five thousand U.S. and but near, near the like Port-au-Prince and Capaichon, right. um, the states, places with the cities, it's gonna be way more expensive. If you go to the countryside, that's where you get the cheapest, the cheapest of the um, of the prices. Now, if you go in a countryside or you know a couple you know kilometers from the cities, you know obviously you get a you know a much affordable price. What's the language they they will speak? You know, would that be the Creole or some French will be added to it? 
Um, yeah, they usually speak Creole, and some of there's some educated ones they speak English, but Creole and French, I would say, is the ones that speak. If you're French and you speak French, you'll be all right. You know, it's it Creole is a broken down, is English, French, Spanish, and African dialects. So, you know, French, you might you'll be all right, and most of them are translate because most of the realtors and the uh, people that sell you the land, they do speak other languages, so you will be able to communicate with them. You know, everyone sells it for different prices. Now, what's the currency ATUs? Is it uh, euros or French CFA? They use good. They use goods. Goods. Oh. Goods. It's so hard for me to pronounce it. Goods. They use goods currency. And I, what is it? For one US, it's some... What is it? Ninety-five. Good, good, good. I really don't know the exact translation, but one U.S. is a lot of money in goods. But at the same time, you cannot just bring a thousand dollars and get rich in eighty. So it would be like a wire electronic. But no, 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 no. They, they. It's not electronic. You, you know, there's. You're gonna have to buy it with either goods or U.S. You know, they. I'm pretty sure everyone prefer U.S. dollars when it yeah, comes to buying land. More values to you know the deal, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> what yeah, would be true, the best so. things to invest in Haiti? Like you know, if you know, whether it's for me or someone who would be interesting in elevating or helping the locals, people in Haiti, and for me. Let's just take an example like me, because, you know, I want, you know, maybe not today, or but probably tomorrow, do something about Haiti, because I know Haiti has been sabotaged, and, you know, I want to, in some ways, really try to build something in Haiti that can help people, you know, locally people in Haiti. So what would be the best thing to invest or start to build that would be beneficial to the local people? Yeah, it will be beneficial because Haiti, um, I'm going to tell you because it's really going to be booming in the, in the, in the next years because we are starting our organization. It's called Semun Destin. It's like the the destiny, you know, right. the people mm-hmm. of destiny. You know, it's really called, it's calling the younger generation really to come back to the islands, come back to your Haiti. Do not be as scared of what the news is telling you about this voodoo, you know, it's not just for carnival, you know, a lot of people die in carnival, you know, yeah. it's something they don't talk about. They look at the good and not the bad. But right now, if you really wanted to help Haiti, um, I'll, I'll um, advise them searching up some of the organization named Semun Destin, which we're going to have up and running, which is just, we're just going to be buying land, you know, you could rent out the land, um, grow your crops in the land, and you own land for a few years, have your house and we we just started our own community for and with the the original constitution which for black people you know it's a black wall street we want we want to have a community for black people at least at least my family because then we need a a black organized community which and right now my cousin he's trying to find donations any donations that you have when it comes to books of black history of um black knowledge if you if you would send it over here we would throw it back to the islands for a library that we're trying to build back in um down in the south side of haiti i, I cannot remember the name exactly because you know me i do not remember these names but we are trying to start a library so if you would go to semun destin on instagram which we're going to start 
our little organization. We're gonna get it right. certified. Sending books, um, buying land to grow and help the people because people are so uneducated, uneducated in the islands. No, I'm not. I'm not sitting down in them, but like when it comes to education of their history, just like African Americans, it's it's the most important thing. Personally, I think next to owning land to know thyself, you have to know Definitely, who you are yeah. and know where you come now, from. Now, in terms of you know, I, I want to just some more like in depth, you know, uh, qualification in terms of you know, uh, like you know, buying land and uh, grow some crops on. Like, what would be the best spot like to go and buy some land and grow some natural food um for that one i would not be able to i would not be the best person i would ask like people like my mother some my cousins um, people i know if you really want the next time we have this conversation i could have their their insights on this topic of that because when it comes to land some land are are always on the water which is good places to go rice you know a place that always have a a foot of water under it. That's where you would go rice. And some places where the mountains are just always have water because the islands have water all the time. You know, there's places where there's water always running where you can grow other crops and the rice will not be grown there because rice has certain qualifications to, to grow, which is another thing. Most of the rice imports are controlled by white businesses, which is another problem when it comes to the islands. But for this topic, I wouldn't be able to give you the best answers I would want to. Oh, it's to. fine. Um, one more thing. Um, um, so what kind of investment can, like, can a person start in Haiti that can help people, you know, get employment, you know, get a life, you know, what kind of investment, you know, will be like, uh, is it like sharing, like, um, setting up like a small shop, you know, to sell foods? Would that be doable in Haiti? Um. Yeah. Like just, just going over there and buying land. You ha- just you have to be a leader when it comes to that. If you will go over there, buy most land you cannot really buy. You can rent land in Haiti. You say you rent land. You I believe after owner of seven years you own the land rightfully. But if you because employment is really down. So and there's people that are ready to work there. There's people that are ready to put up walls. There's people that are ready to build fences, build these houses. So. Just the thing is you have to buy the land and then provide the tools, provide the solar panels if, you know, a business that I hope to start in the next year or two, a solar panel business for the people, you know, you have, you have to buy the land, rent the land, and then get the people because most people are scared to talk to other people, you know, because they think that they're going to kill you or something, which is not how it runs. There's a lot of people that are willing to work, just don't have jobs. You have to be the boss of the of the situation. Yeah, I dig. I dig. So, so the the starting point would be buying land just to you know help people. Obviously. Yes, you have you have to you have to communicate with okay. some nations. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to buy land, I could hook you up with some of my my people, some of my family members that I do dearly trust. That because when it comes to um land ownership, um as I said, I'm not the best for this this topic you know my the elders my elders right now are focusing on that which we could talk about yeah, in another session definitely, definitely. i could get them i mean it's not opinion. like you know something really i really need as an emergency to know i you know i just wanted to start to you know you know try to think about it and think about it these things together and see 
you know, in the future, something I can start in Haiti. Because I know I've been doing some research. I know, like, in Kenya, if, if you, you know, you, you start, like, a, you buy a land in Kenya, uh, you know, now obviously in Nairobi or in Mombasa, but, like, just in a kind of village, you know, far from the, you know, the big cities, you know, you can really uh, help people with, you know, you know, you can, you know, grow some sort of, you know, economic, you know, income, you know, and that's something I'm really looking forward because at the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. land is the most valuable thing in the world. You know, you, we need land to, you know, for our food. So if you grow, if you grow things from the soil, you're obviously going to get something, you know, in terms of, you know, finance. And also you're going to help people get a, you know, a good, you know, steady job, you know, and also help people, you know, because no one wants to have a, uh, you know, a boss as a white man or as a white woman, because they're not going to care about you. They're going to treat you like a slave. But if you have, a, you know, a black conscious person, really, who value as a human being, because you know, we all know we have some black coons, you know, who will try to use you as a slave, but I'm talking about really like black men or black women who respect themselves, who value themselves, you know, they will treat you better, you know, they will treat you better, they will pay you better, they will compensate mm-hmm. you better. So, and this is something I'm looking forward. And one of the things I'm also looking forward is to shop uh, shops, small shops, you know, to sell things, you know, because, you know, I've, you know, I have lived here in America longer than to really see that there is no future for melanin people. You know, if we continue investing in this country, there's no future. We have to invest in black nations. You know, this is where the future really mm-hmm. is. Here, you know, white people, Asian people, Native American people too, Hispanic people, they have occupied everything, you know. They have occupied everything. We, we, we can own like a small shots, but it's not going to generate anything, you know, because we do not control. Um, when, it, when it comes to like Native American people, I don't really think that they own as too much more than we do, especially because most of the land was theirs in the first place. Um, I don't really, you know, get on Native Americans for owning land. Well, no, I'm not trying to dump on them or shit on them. I'm just saying like, if we compare Native American in terms of economic, uh, you know, powers, economic standards, like they have something to bring on table, you know, as opposed to what we can, because in America, black people, we are the most people who rent, you know? So we, we rent to the white men. We always rent to the white men. You know, we are the most, um, affected by homelessness so that's that's what i was referring to you know i'm not saying you know uh, you know they are responsible of, of a low black homelessness. no i'm not saying that i'm just saying you know black people as a collective we are the most at risk of facing a homelessness you know just like in california 70 percent of of homeless people in california they uh, they are black people you know and if you remember California a few years ago, and still even today, California, the thing that the California sells, which is entertainment compared to technology, black people are the leading people 
group of people in the entertainment industry, but yet we have a black homelessness much bigger than any other state. It's, it's a small pond. Really, when the entertainment's a small pond, everyone wants to become a rapper, everyone wants to become a football, basketball player. So, you know, you're not, not everyone's going to make it. And the people that don't, if they don't have nothing to fall back on, it's just inevitable. Yes, no, I mean, we to stop homeless. with this idea that, you know, we the only way to make it, you have to be rubber. There's no such a thing, you know. We are free thinkers. We are the most brilliant people. We are the most generical, you know, genetic, you know, enforcers of the world. You know, our DNA is needed to build, you know, um, medicines to you know to study how the sun really affect humans so at the end of the day we have doctors in our communities we have nurses we have scientists we should limit ourselves to rapping uh, you know uh, for a white man you know appeasement Yeah, yeah, we did. We that's true, but let's let's move away from that topic because we did go over rapping and everything. Yeah. But yeah, we could get more in tune with this another time because we really did knock a lot of stuff out in this talk. Right? We definitely yeah. did, though. We definitely did. You know, and I and I do I um I do like the um, um your passion to support other islands like IET. I really do. Because there is a lot of people that are ready to work. Because we we even used to have a little tap tap business, which is like buses. You right. Know? We we would pay the driver. They would drive people around, and at the end of the day, they would send the money to us. We get the money. We pay the driver. Driver pound. You know, we had stuff like that. But and then what you were saying, there is always those black people that you know. Oh, I can't. I can't send you the money and everything. You know, you 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 are one of those people that that should have. That should be running it, you know. That what would you say? Wouldn't it betray or not, yeah, not a cool matter? I, I, you know, uh, I like I like your 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 intriguement into investing with the yeah, people. Yeah, we have to invest on our people because you know, you know, we hold the knowledge. You know, I mean, we have the knowledge. The only missing, you know, in the black communities as a whole is the. It's the will, obviously. It's the choices we have to make, you know, go support black nations, you know, because every day we're always supporting struggling white businesses. So why should we continue to support struggling black businesses, you know, when we have black nations, with, you know, with black people who barely can meet, you know, the ends meet with a soul that can grow and feed the whole world, you see? So we mm-hmm. definitely need to support black nations. It's not little, you know. You don't have, you know. I, I'm always getting these complaints, you know, about black people, you know, here in America. Like, oh, you know, you need to be a millionaire to do that. No, you don't need to be a millionaire. You know, you can invest one k, one thousand, one thousand. You can invest in a black nation, which is a hell of a lot of money. You can start with the little you have. You can invest with two hundred, three hundred dollars. With the leader you, you, you can get on your hands on, you can really do some good, help people build something for their lives. And obviously, it, it can generate something in the long run for you. 
Yeah, that that would be a good topic for um next 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 time if we do cooperate with these with these um podcasts. Um, black ownership that's a really good topic right now, and I, I will talk to my people about that because we are we are we are on top of that right now. You know, we, so, yeah, definitely are. I just I was, and there's there's a lot of black people buying land. Um, I forgot the name name of the man, but Indris Sandu, I believe. Um, the man who helped make Instagram, um, Uber, yeah. Snapchat, yeah, black man, Nigerian guy. You know, he just, he just, he just, yeah, he just, he, mm, yeah, I think he's Nigerian. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just bought a hundred acres to start a a university for the people. You know, there's a lot of black people doing good out there. I just wanna, I just wanna throw that out there before some people, because you know, we haven't, we had talked about black people that are doing it. Yeah, definitely. You know, we have to throw. We have, I just wanna throw that out real quick for them. It's really dismissing that, you know. Because uh, they, yeah, they don't talk about it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a good note to end it on. I think we have covered everything, you know, we could, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm going to go do yeah. some research. Um, Thank you for having me Definitely. on this. You know, it was very intriguing conversation, really. I don't really talk about this all the time, especially in my community. People don't think like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. This is why, you know, at least podcast, I think it's, it's a good starter, you know, for people, you know, black people, they like to listen. They like to listen more than they like to watching or see you talking face to face. I mean, hopefully next time you're going to be the one who invited me. So we're going to just kind of like a switch around. Like I'm inviting you today and you're inviting me. I'll be, you know, your guest on your podcast you know hopefully we can do that yeah maybe maybe next weekend i will i mean we'll be talking about black ownership definitely i think we could get into that and a little a little bit about my country and a little bit about yours i kind of want to know about because you say you're like right next to the condo congo where where again drc oh the country the congo drc yeah yeah i kind of want to know a little bit about that place and then I would I would love to share a little information about the Caribbeans for the next time we talk. I think that would be a good place for us to start off because I'm interested about Africa really. Cause it's really a dark continent when it comes to the dark people. We never learn about it. We really don't. It really is. It really is. I think you know every black nations I wanna just wrap it up with this. You know, every black nations really matters. It could, if even it's an island or kingdom or a country, every black nation matters, you know. Yeah, the islands, the islands were producing sixty percent of the sugar, and the coffee was the island of Bohio or IET. You can you know that right there. And Madagascar, they're producing an island, producing most of the vanilla in the world right now. You know, islands are very important too. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say, like, there's no black nation we should dismiss. Whether it's, it's an island, whether it's a country, all black nations matter. Whether they're small, bigger, or regular place, they all matter, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, then. It was nice talk. Au revoir.
Okay, I found your page. Um, my name is Etroy Clark. For them, by the way. <laughs>